Hello and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Zach Martin, editor of Regarding ID magazine. Today we're speaking with Janice Keppert, a member of the 9-11 Commission and Director of National Security Policy at the Center for Immigration Studies, with new driver's license legislation submitted in the Senate this week. But before we dive in, first a word from our sponsor. Picture a unique identity. Imagine that identity turning into one unique credential. Envision using that credential to enter facilities and log on to networks and applications. Diebold's Credential One solution mitigates the complexity and risks of managing multiple identities. Think one credential, multiple uses. Think Diebold Credential One. To learn more, visit www.credentialone.com. The Pass ID Act aims to roll back some of the requirements of the Real ID Act of 2005. The often maligned Real ID aimed to bring standard security and some level of identity vetting to all state driver's licenses. But if Pass ID works its way through Congress, some of those requirements won't be put into place. Janice, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Zach. Thanks for having me. Janice, what do you think of this new bill? What do you think about Pass ID? Well, uh, the Pass ID Act um, is the it will throw a wrench right into the middle of some pretty significant implementation that is already going on with the Real ID Driver's License Act um, and will gut uh, the key element that the 9-11 Commission, um, the key recommendation of the 9-11 Commission in regards to driver's licenses, which is ID verification, assuring that people are who they say they are. Uh, Pass ID will will really pull the plug on people having to show who they are. Um, and that is a significant uh, problem. There's also another whole aspect to this bill that in reviewing it, um, it uh, makes it quite interesting. This bill was put together by the National Governors Association mm-hmm. uh, with the support of DHS Secretary Janet Napolitano. Well, it's like a windfall for the states if you read it. Um, it creates a new grant process for the states, but they don't have to account for their money. Uh, any state law can preempt this law. Um, they can be granted indefinite extensions. And if they decide they want to tap into a federal database, such as for checking Social Security numbers or legal status, they get that access for free. So it's uh, it's a windfall for the states as well, the well as the way that this is written. I'm actually kind of surprised that any senator who is responsible for watching the federal budget would sign on to such language. Well, yeah, that seems you know I know there was a lot of complaints from the states before about how this was an unfunded mandate, and that though DHS had given out a significant amount of grants for it, 150 million. 150 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that definitely. Seems a little strange. So, what do you, if you had to pick out one or two things, is the identity vetting the biggest problem of it? What, what do you think of it? There are two things with it. Um, uh, one thing, the, the first thing is um, how it affects the consumer at the DMV counter. And the second one is how it affects the, uh, the person who wants to board a plane at an airport. Okay, so I'll take the first one on ID verification. What it does is it pulls back on all the significant areas of identity verification that Real ID had honed in on. There is no photo document that's required to be shown, no birth records that have to be checked, and no support of 
electronic birth record creation, which uh, the 9-11 Commission also recommended and 13 states have in place already. There are no passport checks, which there is an outstanding agreement between the State Department and DHS uh, to provide that information to the states, which Secretary Napolitano is not implementing. So there are no passport checks under this. And there's no um, cross-check between the states as to whether uh, people have multiple driver's licenses when they come to apply uh, for a driver's license or an ID in your state. So it pulls back on all those things. The second thing that it does, um, which will is, is very interesting, it's kind of, uh, let's see, what should we call it, the um, no-shoes, no-ID policy at the airport now? Um, something like that. I have to I have to work on that soundbite, but it'd be something like the no shoes, no ID rule, whereby you still have to take your shoes off. But I will read you what this bill says in regards to boarding a plane. Okay. It says because I, I think the language in this case speaks for itself. Minimum standards for federal use, including uh, airports, commercial airports. No person shall be denied boarding a commercial aircraft solely on the basis of failure to present a driver's license or identification card. I think that speaks for itself. Mm. You can board a plane without an ID. And that takes us back to pre-9-11 standards right, right there. And, you know, that is, you know, why create, there is no federal purpose created by this legislation. There is no nexus to the states at all. And, in fact, unlike Real ID, this is a mandate on the states, unless state law preempts it or whatever else. But this is not created in a way that says um, this is uh, voluntary. It says the state shall do this unless a whole bunch of other things happen. But then it doesn't re have any nexus to any federal purpose at all. Um, it also is going to push compliance out to 2017, which um, is three years further than real ideas and it's also if you talk in private to the states in their in their department of motor vehicle meetings that they're having right now the states that are implementing real id are really angry there are 16 states on the books right now who have authorization and budgetary line items for real id and are moving towards compliant compliance and will be ready by january 1 2010 some of them already are those folks are going to have to do reauthorization, rebudgeting, um, under a whole new set of laws. They're not happy. So the whole idea that no state likes real ID is bogus. It's 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 a very mixed pot, and this particular law will just throw a complete monkey wrench into what, the states that have been good actors and are trying to move forward and do the right thing. And it will uh, reward those who have not. So it's it's a, a very interesting dynamic that's created. Janice, why are they? I know the identity vetting piece is expensive. I know that you know putting together, being able to connect with all that mm -hmm. information, gather that information, and, and to check it. A lot of the infrastructure is not there, and I know that's expensive, but. Why roll why roll it back? It just it seems like it's it's a security thing. I don't I'm trying to understand the reasoning, the logic behind taking that out of the whole driver's license process. Um, I think you know this is remember this is a, a, a law 
a draft law that was drafted by the National Governors Association. Um, politically, what this bill does essentially is freeze uh, driver's license standards, sort of the minimum driver's license standards that exist today that all states can meet. This bill freezes it and makes that the federal standard. So it is, it is what the states can do without having to spend any money, and yet they can still get more money for it. Um, and it can allow them politically to say, we have passed legislation that talks about secure IDs. We can say they are secure because they meet federal standards. And so it's a whole big loop. It's, it is about creating an appearance of security without any underlying security. I don't think the interest of any of these people has to do with actual security or the actual consumer who wants to be protected from identity theft, et cetera, or from their fraud that has run rampant in states in the, in the past. I, I don't think that's what this bill is about. This bill is about, um, well, how do I say this nicely, about covering themselves. And they get a little pork to go along with it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, this uh, legislation had been rumored for months. Why did it take so long to drop? Why? What was the holdup? I think the holdup, honestly, was they could not get uh, members to sign on to this. They, um, the, the National Governors Association has been shopping this around since President Obama was elected. Secretary Napolitano made it a promise to the National Governors Association where she sat in the Homeland Security Chair on that on the National Governors Association um, made it a promise to them that she would try to get Real ID repealed. This has been a priority for them from for the last six months. However, as much as the Senate hasn't liked and and the Senate more than the House, as much as the Senate has not liked Real ID, I don't think any senator really wants to be pinned with. Uh, rolling back a key 9-11 commission recommendation, which is essentially what Real ID is. And politically, that's just not a good place to be. So while they're not, they haven't supported it outright and haven't championed it, nor do they want to have it on their, on their uh, tally record. that they voted against it. So I think what originally I will tell you that um, this bill would go through the Senate Homeland Security Committee, whose um, chairman is Joe Lieberman of Connecticut and whose ranking member is Susan Collins of Maine. They both were actively shopping this bill around initially. When it came out that uh, this would violate 9-11 Commission recommendations and a lot of criticisms were made and it was outed a number of months ago, um, Collins came off and then eventually, and surprisingly, Lieberman came off too. This bill does not have the support that the administration wants. And this, this bill went to the White House level. It went to the chief of staff of the president's level in meetings. And they agreed to try to get this repealed. And it has not gotten the traction in the Senate that they want. So it's, it's a very interesting dynamic that has occurred here. Um, and I, I think it took so long because they were desperately trying to get members to sign on, and they just couldn't get it to happen. So I, that's, that's my belief, which might 
answer to where we might think this might be going. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's my next question. Yeah. Where, where do you, where do you think, what do you, well, you think is going to happen? Well, I would have given this, I was, uh, a couple months ago, I would have given this an 80% chance of going. But I think they lost their timing on it um, to some degree. And now that it's there and it's um, open for criticism, they, uh, I don't know if it's, it very well may be that without the chairman and ranking member on this bill, it could die. The other possibility, and I think this is a, a very strong possibility, is that there will be a compromise reached, and instead of repealing Real ID outright, which is what this bill does, um, and maybe I didn't make this clear at the beginning, but it outright repeals the Real ID driver's license law, um, it will, Real ID itself will get amended and watered down a little bit. That's what I guess will happen. Um, and, you know, I, I think w that will be a negotiation process to, to have that happen. Um, I, we'll just see. I might be wrong. This could get thrown on an appropriations bill or an omnibus bill, but I think it's too controversial for that at this point. So I – and the administration internally has said in private meetings that they aren't sure at all that this thing will pass. So it might, it, you know, the, the coffin might be in the ground already for this. I, I'm not sure. I think we have to look at this, um, this introduction of this piece of legislation in the rubric of the overall immigration debate. Um, it is too bad that, that Real ID has kind of, kind of gotten thrown into the immigration debate, but the fact of the matter is, is it lives there. Uh, part or parcel of Real ID is that to get a real ID, you have to have legal status in the United States. Mm -hmm. So when we look at potential amnesty in the fall, um, when we look at an overall strategy of this administration to get us to get the American public to the point where they will accept an amnesty, what the biggest thing that this administration needs to do is take away the programs that assure that people are who they say they are and that they are here legally. The programs that do that are Real ID, it's E-Verify, it's the no-match rule for Social Security. All those things help better identify people as here legally or not as, and as to who they are. They've already killed the no-match rule as of last week. E-Verify is being um, delayed in terms of the, the federal rule. The voluntary program is, is very much alive, but the federal rule has been delayed now for four times. And now they're saying late fall, if it goes at all. And as I understand it, they are negotiating a completely dumbed-down version of that rule, which will make it pretty much neutered. Then they have this on top of it. Well, you know, you have to present in E-Verify. You need a driver's license to present as your identity to an employer. Well, if you don't have uh, uh, well-vetted driver's licenses, then you can more easily get through the E-Verify process. If you have a no-match rule, you can more easily get through the E-Verify process. See where I'm going with this? Yeah. So we have to just be careful to see things for what they are. This is a lot of things that look like they're security, but they're really not. Okay. So that's my little soapbox. Well, Janice, I uh, appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Sure. Thanks, Zach. I really appreciate it.